Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Brief View Sermon of Balaam. So it's a brief view sermon, and we'll be talking of Balaam. Amen. I've got some numbers here for us to look at. We can go through, we can set a number uh, one through eight. And uh, here we'll, we'll show these different times because he, uh, Balaam, he is mentioned 59 times in the word of God. Mother Mary is not even mentioned 59 times in the word of God. Yeah, Jesus is mother. But Balaam is mentioned 59 times in the word of God. Balaam is mentioned in the Bible a total of seven times in the following eight books. Numbers, Joshua, Micah, Nehemiah, 2 Peter, Jude, and Revelations. So if you were to number these one through eight, here is a brief summary of each occurrence, and then we'll move on. If you write these down, I I just believe that it'll help you to further grasp what's going on here in this character and how we can use this as after we understand this stuff, then we can have an application to our life. Amen. Yeah. And number one, we could see Numbers chapter 22 verses 2 through 24 and 25. Balaam is introduced as a diviner summoned by Balak, the king Moab, to curse the Israelites. However, God prevents Balaam from cursing them. Instead, he blesses the Israelites. Now, number two, we find also in Numbers, but chapter 31, you know, verses 8 and 16. After the Israelites defeat the Midianites, Balaam is killed along with other Midianite kings, including Balak, King Balak. Amen? Right there. Also, we find reference uh, number three in Joshua. So the book of Joshua, chapter 13, verse 22. Balaam is referred as a diviner who was killed by the Israelites during their conquest of the promised land. So there we go, the third mention of him. The fourth mention, number four, is also in Joshua, but chapter 24, verses, uh, you know, verse uh, 10 or 9 through 10. God reminds the Israelites of the deliverance from Egypt and mentions how he thwarted Balaam's attempt to curse them. See? There he's mentioned the fourth time. In Micah, the fifth time, Micah uh, chapter 6, verse 5. So number five, Micah, uh, you know, the fifth time he's mentioned in Micah chapter six, verse five, Balaam is is referenced as someone whom God sent to warn the Israelites about their unfaithfulness. The sixth time he's mentioned, number six, is in Nehemiah also, but in chapter 13, verse two, Balaam is mentioned in the context of Israel's history, highlighting how the Moabites hired him to curse the Israelites. And then moving to the seventh time Balaam is mentioned in 2 Peter 2.15, chapter 2, verse 15. Balaam is described as a false prophet who loved the wages of wickedness and led others astray. The eighth time that he's mentioned is in Jude, chapter 1, verse 11. Balaam is referred as someone who pursued the way of Cain, quote, the way of Cain and perished due to his error. Wow. 
It should be noted that Balaam's actual words and actions are primarily described in Numbers chapter 22 uh, through 24, while the other references provide additional context or emphasize his negative reputation as a false prophet. Amen. And so we see that right there. But if we could just look at this, if you could just title this Balaam's journey of faith, a lesson in obedience and integrity. So I say to you, good morning, brothers and sisters. Today, we do turn our attention to the story of Balaam. We've had that outline, but today we turn our attention to the story of Balaam, a fascinating character found both in the book of Numbers in the Old Testament and mentioned in the New Testament. Balaam's journey offers us valuable lessons on the importance of obedience and integrity in our walk with God. Let us delve into this narrative and and a, a, you know and glean valuable insights from our our own lives and for our own lives. Amen. Balaam's encounter with God is is an encounter with God's will. In Numbers chapter 22, the story of Balaam begins in the book of Numbers where Balak, the king of Moab, sought to hire Balaam to curse the Israelites. Although Balaam was was not an Israelite, he had a reputation as a prophet with with a unique connection to God. Balak hoped that by cursing the Israelites, he could weaken them and ensure his victory. However, when Balaam consulted God regarding Balak's uh, request, the Lord sternly warned him not to go with the messengers from Moab or to curse through Israelites. Balaam initially obeyed God's command, but when Balak sent him uh, sent more distinguished officials with, with greater promises, Balaam's desire for personal gain, it clouded his judgment. Balaam's struggle with disobedience we see clearly in Numbers chapter 22 through 24. Despite God's clear instructions, despite God's crystal clear instructions, Balaam chose to go with the Moabite officials. However, God's anger was kindled against him along the way. To deter Balaam from this, from his disobedient path, you see God had uh, sent an angel to stand in his way. Invisible to Balaam, but visible to his donkey. Oh boy. The donkey, guided by God, veered off the path, frustrating Balaam and leading to a series of remarkable, remarkable interactions. Finally, God opened the donkey's mouth and it rebuked Balaam revealing the the presence of an angel. This encounter made Balaam realize that the gravity and the gravity of his disobedience, the angel warned Balaam to speak only what God commanded. And Balaam humbled and repentant. He humbled and repentant, proceeded to meet Balak. Though humbled and repentant, he, he proceeded to meet Balak. Balaam's prophetic blessings we find in Numbers chapter 24. Instead of cursing the Israelites, 
the, the Israelites. Balak is desire. Balak desired. You know, this is what what Balak desired. Balaam found himself unable to speak anything but blessings upon them. You see, but Balak wanted him to, you know, curse the Israelites. That's what he desired. But Balaam found himself unable, unable to speak anything but blessings upon them. When he opened his mouth, only blessings came out. Three times Balaam pronounced prophecies filled with, you know, divine inspiration, foretelling the greatness and the prosperity of Israel. God's spirit empowered Balaam to bless his people, despite Balaam's initial disobedience. Balaam's mention in the New Testament, Balaam's new mention in the New Testament, Balaam's story is not confined only to the Old Testament alone. It is also referred in the New Testament. In 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 15 through 16 in Jude, uh, you know, chapter 1 verse 11, Balaam is cited as an example to those who pursued dishonest gain and led others astray. These references uh, caution us against greed and, and compromise and, and the pursuit of personal gain at the expense of God's will. So though it be short in conclusion, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, Balaam's journey, it teaches us that obedience and integrity are crucial in our relationship with God. Despite Balaam's initial disobedience, his encounter with the angel and his uh, subsequent prophetic blessings demonstrate God's faithfulness and grace. Yeah, even though what the enemy meant for evil, yeah, God still shined through. As we reflect on his story, on this story, let us examine our own lives and ask ourselves if we truly are obedient to God and his word, his voice and his calling in our lives. Are we truly obedient to his voice and his calling in our lives? May we seek to move closer though to God as we are clothed in his righteousness, therefore gaining our own freedom and integrity. Amen. Praise God. Please join me as I close in prayer. Stand in agreement with me as I close in prayer. Amen. Can you can you just stand with me in agreement? Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us everything you have in store for us. Don't leave one single thing out. Open the floodgates according to your riches and your glory and your splendor. Whatever you see fit for us, Father God. Your word says you're a provider. Provide, Father God. Give us the desires of our heart, not the desires of our flesh, but the desires of our heart that you put there that is in agreement with your will and your perfect standing. We praise you and thank you. Dear Father God, Dear Father God in heaven, you are the Almighty, the creator of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are holy and righteous and perfect in all your ways. Lord, we come before you with humility and reverence, knowing that we are nothing without you. We ask that you would forgive us for our sins, for the times when we have fallen short of your glory, and for the moments when we have rebelled against your will. 
Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy, for the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that you would guide us and to teach us and to empower us to live a life that honors you and brings glory to your name. Lord, we surrender our will to yours, and we ask that that you would use us for your purposes that you would use us for your purposes, Father God. May our lives be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. May we love you with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And may we, uh, may we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Lord, we, we pray for your kingdom to come, your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for the salvation of the lost, for the healing of the broken, and for the reconciliation of relationships. We pray for justice and righteousness to prevail, and for your peace to reign in the hearts of all people. May your name be exalted above all else. May your glory fill the earth. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, unto ages of ages. In nomine Padre, et Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Praise God. May you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. <laughs>